Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is finally here, Tom. The MLB preview that we've teased for weeks, months, which felt like years. Happy opening day, Eve, my friend. How are you? Thanks, buddy. I am very excited. I know you've been watching Yankees camp, as have I. I've seen a lot of things that I like, um, especially out of Gary Sanchez. We'll talk about that later. NBA is back as well, my friend. Watched a little preseason today. I don't know if you caught it. I did. Actually, the Nets had a scrimmage against the Pelicans, lost by a nice uh, 31 points. Um, but they didn't play like anybody. Not that mm. the guys that they didn't play are even that significant. But dude, it was just fun to watch live sports that you don't know the outcome of the game, right? It's just fucking fun. It's like we forgot what it felt like. Yeah, I guess some teams are taking this a little more serious than others because I watched the Magic and the Clips, and it seemed like maybe it was just because I only watched part of the first half, but all the big boys were playing. Paul George was lighting it up. Yeah, I mean, I think teams like that obviously know they have a legit shot, and they're just trying to just trying to get it going and get their feet underneath them before next week. Teams like the Brooklyn Nets that are you know just fighting to stay alive in the in the regular season have been decimated by COVID and everything else. You know, it's going to take them a little bit get more to get acclimated. But hey, let's you talk know what? baseball. We'll be fine. Let's talk let's baseball. Talk we baseball. will have a a mini preview to go with our Monday rundown that's coming up because we have golf to talk. Um, that I'm very excited about, and a few other things. So we'll we'll get one we'll get one out to the to the fans soon. A lot on the docket, but today it's only baseball, and it's the 2020 60 game preview. Before we get into previewing our divisions and leagues and award winners, like we do every year, Tom, I can't believe this is the third time we're doing it. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's talk a little bit of news. So, new big news broke today. Dodgers, Mookie Betts, they agreed on a massive extension, 12 years, $365 million is the reported deal. And this just makes so much sense. The Dodgers clearly didn't give up the capital they did to keep him for a year. I know people were kind of talking about, oh, well, Machado, they didn't resign. They didn't need to. Remember, they only got Machado when, when Seager was hurt and Seager was coming back. You now have Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, and Seager as the faces of your franchise for at least the next 12 years. Not to mention, I mean, this was a uh, huge move. I mean, we're going to go up and down this roster, but in my opinion, by far, and I'm, I'm going to say it in front of the Yankees, the most talented team in baseball, pitching staff-wise. I mean, this roster and everything, we're going to jump in and talk about them. I can't wait to do it. Um, huge deal. Biggest part of this deal for me is that it can shut the Red Sox fans the fuck up when they said, oh, we traded him for a year and we're going to re-sign him. Fuck it. Well, now you're not, so fuck you. Dude, it's so great to point fun at them because they've had such a run here of, like, so many shrewd moves and just kind of laughing at the Yanks while they were down and well, guess everybody what, else. Well, guess well, not, they're not going to do that now. Buddy. Signing David Price and signing Chris Sale after you got a World Series out of him with a rough, yeah, with a lazy arm, with a fucking dead arm. Yeah, Nathan Navaldi too. I mean, yeah. shit, talk about sentimentality. I mean, it cost Dombrowski his job. And, you know, the tough thing here for, is for, for the Red Sox, and it ain't all that tough for me, is, you know, they were trying to say that, well, you know, we saw the Yankees trade Chapman. That's a totally different situation. They traded him midseason to a team that was trying to break in an 108-year curse. There's nothing comparable about the Trapman trade to, to Chicago and this Mookie trade to L.A. Yeah. You just got to hope that Verdugo and not to and mention Peter as great Downs, as Chapman is, he's not 
one of the faces of baseball and the best player for one of the best players for seemingly 12 years to come. No, I mean, hey, shit, man. The Red Sox just got to hope that Verdugo and Jeter Downs and, and all the money that they were able to save sets them up for years to come because this is this is not a good look. And I feel like this stings even more than it did when the trade came down in February for Sox fans because now you're rubbing salt in the wound because you know you have no chance of getting him back. I'm just happy as a Yankee fan, selfishly. I know you are. And unless they meet in the World Series, they don't have to deal with this guy at least 19 times a game every year, or 19 games a year, because Jesus Christ, did he kill us. I can enjoy him now. I can enjoy his yeah. talents. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's not coming at the Yankees' expense. That was a huge deal. Were you surprised that it came down uh, in season, or prior to the season, rather? Or did you think that this was just a deal too good to happen, and the Dodgers wanted him to start the season with a new deal? I think they just wanted to get this thing done, man, to be honest. Uh, I think they wanted the monkey off his back so he could just focus on having a breakout season. I was going to say they wanted to get him for a little cheaper in case he has a monster year, even with 60 games. But you know what? That's about market value unless your name's Mike Trout. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of in line with what we saw from, you know, obviously Trout had the most, but this is what we've seen with players like Arenado and with players like Machado, even that was a 10-year, $300 million deal. Harper. This is par for the course. Harper yeah, as well, Harper. yeah. Yep, that was 13 years, 330. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is a marquee baseball player, uh, and he's going to get marquee money. The thing that came to my mind really was, and I know you and I had talked off air about it. Maybe we talked on air, but I don't, I don't know if we did. Either way, it's been a while. I never worried, you know, there's all the speculation about all oh, these owners are losing so much money and where power free agents going to find money. Let me explain something to you guys again. The mid-tier free agents are the free agents that we're going to have to worry about and that they're going to have to worry about finding right deals for them. The money for players like Mookie Betts will always be available, whether it's a pandemic, whether it's a national, you know, complete crisis. It doesn't matter. You know, the money for players Mookie like Betts this will always money. happen. I don't worry about that at all. Not either. for these big guys. I mean, the marginal guys, yeah, but I think that there's going to be an evolution and change, whether that be signing shorter deals, which they seem to be doing, prove-me deals. But, I mean, Donaldson got, what, a two-year deal out of the Twins? Yeah, I think it was two. So, I mean, even – and I wouldn't even call Donaldson a, a mid-tier guy. I mean, the MLB had him on Instagram as an MVP candidate, so – we parlayed a one-year deal with the Braves last year into this deal. Yeah, uh, I think you're going to see a lot more of that, some short-term deals and maybe a lot more player movement, which isn't the worst thing in the world. It's not the worst thing in the world, and we've seen pretty regularly over the last couple of years when analytics has really taken shape is teams are not paying players for past performance. They're paying them for what they're projected to do going forward. I mean, we're talking about DJ LeMahieu as a potential MVP candidate after what he did last year. I guarantee you, he's, he's going to be 33 at the end of this year. A, a three-year deal is going to be hard for him to get. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I think the Yankees are going to be able to get him at a pretty good discount. Oh, I do too. And, and listen, even if they don't, I mean, another team's going to be able to get him at a discount because the market that he wants, I mean, it's just not going to be there. Nobody's going to be offering him a five-year, you know, $65, 75000000 million deal when he's 33 years old. It doesn't happen, and he's not – as good of a player as he is, he's not a Mookie Betts. He's not a Mike Trout. He's not a Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge. He's just a damn good baseball player that every team wants, but they're not going to pay up the ass for him. 
Absolutely. So big up Samuki on that. Def- definitely deserved it. You got anything else for me before we go through this rundown? Um, I think we're both at uh, our own homes doing this pod right now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the Blue Jays are not going to have a home, it seems like, right now. This is pretty crazy. It was so, supposed to be PNC, but I saw on Bleacher Report today that apparently they're not allowed for some reason. Yeah, so uh, just a quick backstory before that. They were trying to get Canada to sign off on the 14-day quarantine and the provisions to allow them to play games in Toronto. And Trudeau wanted no part of it. Because, and it makes sense. I mean, Canada is a much safer place than the U.S., you don't want to have teams going in and out of there, crossing the border. Really, there's not even supposed yeah, I don't to be flights concern, into Canada. I don't think the concern is with the Blue Jays. I think it's with the other 31 teams or whatever it may be coming in. Yeah, well, I mean, and, you know, if the Blue Jays go play a series, let's say Yankee Stadium or Fenway, and then hop right back up into Canada and a couple players test positive for COVID, it's, you're just not going to be able to isolate. And then other people in Toronto get it, and obviously it spreads, and they're trying to minimize that. That's I don't why blame they have them. bubble cities with the, with the hockey teams. I, I don't blame them at all. Um, and I think Toronto, they're no trouble of losing the team. They're the only baseball team up there, and they're nationally televised throughout an entire country. So no big deal. I understand Canada's um, fear of the coronavirus. I think it's justified. I just think that the Blue Jays should, I mean, there's not going to be fans anyways, go to the University of Buffalo Stadium and just play there. Yeah, or I think it might be, is it theirs or the Mets AAA affiliate that's in Buffalo? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I get it. You're not going to have all the amenities, but again, you don't have fans. You don't have to support that. For all I give a shit, you could play at the Little League field up the street. I think it is theirs because the Mets are in Syracuse. But either way, like, why don't you play in Syracuse if there's not going to be fans? A, a AAA ballpark and an MLB ballpark doesn't really matter. But going back to the governor of, uh, of Pennsylvania not allowing them to play, I mean, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? You don't want two traveling squads plus 30-man, eventually 28- and 27-man rosters of players occupying the same field. Mm-hmm. And that just, just doesn't make any risk. sense. Totally. So I feel bad for these guys because, you know, this was a team and when we get into our predictions, I mean, this certainly changes my out my outlook for the Blue Jays. They're not gonna have a place to play right now. I mean, they might literally have to be the home slash away team in every ballpark across the AL and NL East this year, minus Rogers uh Rogers Stadium. Yeah, and that's gonna really set them back because then you're just constantly gonna be traveling. It's a really tough one, man. Um Either way, I mean, it's COVID, it's 2020. They're going to try to figure it out the best they can. They, they will, they're professionals. But it's a weird deal, especially, you know, we're not even, we're less than 24 hours away from first pitch, and they don't have a place to play yet. I guess George Washington said it right. He just said, focus on the United States and avoid all other countries, right? <laughs> Bring the Blue Jays well, back to America? <laughs> shit, man, I... I I don't even know what the hell is going on. I mean, owners are going to lose teams. Teams are going to find other places. I don't know. Here's my thing with the owners losing teams. My thing with the owners losing teams is if you're that financially unstable, you don't deserve it. And baseball will be in a better place when somebody else buys the team. And I'm talking about the Mets first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can talk about that a little bit when we get to our NLEs preview and we talk about the Metropolitans. But 
it's definitely a problem in baseball. You and I have talked about it on several occasions during the labor disputes and even once these once the season got finalized it's a problem in baseball these owners they, they don't have the money that they should and uh that's why it's the game's a little bit in dire straits but anyway buddy you want to go over some rules to prep everybody here for the 2020 season now that it's on us sure let's quickly do that before we jump into the fun stuff let's do it you want to wait us off um, sure, if you want me to, to pull up the, the rules that you sent me here. Now you're making me work. Thanks a lot. Hey, you know what? I'll just get, I'll, I'll take care of it, buddy. No, no worries. 60 game season, no fans and stands. We know that. All right. Easy and done. By the All way, sidebar, get- you know, I'm, I'm big into sidebars. Did you see that the NFL might have fans in the stands? Oh, I saw it. We're ta- I don't like using that word. Stupid. Oh, it's, uh. It's a very NFL thing. But you're going we'll to require somebody to wear a mask. So what happens when they get in the stadium and they take it off? Then I'm going to get in a, in a verbal altercation with the guy for taking his mask off. Or are you going to You're have... not going to any games. No, no, no. I'm just saying in general. I'm speaking in generalities here. I'm not going to any games. But with that being said, first of all, don't doesn't every individual state have to sign off on that, number one? So I mean – when it I, comes to, to government, you know, and talking all that. And then the other thing is, like, what, are you going to have the mask police every three fucking seats? I mean, I'll sign up for that job. Yeah, that, that's something you would do. You can mark everybody out. Um, listen, Jersey, uh, Mur- Governor Murphy of New Jersey put out a release yesterday with the Jets and Giants saying that there will be no fans in the stands until further notice. Nobody knows what further notice means, and they're leaving it open. We'll see what happens. But let's get back on track. We're not going to worry about the NFL right now. We've got plenty of time to discuss that. Uh, all games against division and opposite leagues, same division, so AL East, NL East. stays the same for the Central and West. Tom, you and I discussed this on a pod about a month ago, Universal DH. We're both fucking happy with it. No more one for 60s and considered great hitters. We also discussed the extra innings. Start with runner on second. It's the previous batter who made the last out of the last inning. I know when we talked about this from the get-go, you were not that high on it. Has your mind changed at all? No, the only um, contingency I would add to it, I think it's stupid. I understand you want to speed along the games. Give the team, give the batting team one out as well, even the playing field with the pitcher. Okay. And maybe that's something that they'll amend to this, you know, in years going forward. Uh, I'm sure you saw Ottavino and Britain absolutely slam this rule, so it's not being met with uh, with a lot of fare from the from the players, from the pitchers, and <laughs> from the pitchers. Yeah, for sure. Especially bullpen guys. Yeah, relievers with high leg kicks, you know, don't like operating with guys on base because the best ones don't usually have guys on base. Especially Ottavino, <laughs> who had like the most the highest steal rate ever against them last year. Yeah, dude, the the whole Yankee bullpen i mean they're they're not known for going to home imagine what it would have been like if they still had potances holy shit um last thing here no spitting no handshakes fist bumps no confronting an umpire on disagreements managing coaches must wear masks you've seen kind of like the extra layer of dugout that's been put up behind the dugout to the side of the dugout for social distancing purposes that's all good um it's going to be a weird thing. Have you watched any of the summer camp exhibition games? And what have you gotten a sense of with no fans and stands, uh, pumped in crowd noise, 
masks that players on the field, some are wearing them, like our, our boy Clint Frazier. All the coaches have them on. What are your impressions, Ben? I like it. I I, I don't care. Baseball is back, my friend. Um, I did see something. Actually, my... My girlfriend pointed it out to me that you can actually buy a seat in Yankee Stadium for the entire season, a cardboard cutout of yourself, for $86. So how many of yourself did you buy? Oh, the whole front row, baby. The only time I'll be sitting <laughs> front row. No, I'm not going to buy that shit. It's a waste of 86 bucks. Um, but, I mean, they're doing what they can to, to sell those spots in the sand. I've seen they've sold a lot of ad space over the over the seats as well. I don't know if you noticed that watching the training camp games. Um, yeah, they've done them on a lot in of the, tarps uh, with advertisements over it. Yeah, the tarps I think into dead center um, and stuff like that. Well, too, the Yankees, right? it's like Jesus. There's a giant like Mexican beer one in left field, left center. Then there's one in dead center, and then there's one in right center. Listen. These teams have to get some money back somehow. If they're not going to do it from stands or from fans in the stands, they're going to get it from advertisements in the stands. That's for damn sure. Absolutely, man. I, I don't hate that. I mean, it is what it is. I, I like it. I don't think you're going to be able to stop the players from high fiving. Just watching uh, the Clippers today for five minutes, I saw a lot of high fives going on. Yeah, that's the NBA bubble. It's probably a little bit different, but you're right. It's going to be weird. I think not being able to spit. It's going to be a huge deal. Like, I don't know how you police that shit. Um, it, it's going to be a really difficult thing to do. Like, are there going to be fines? What are the fines well, no like? Dip, well, no dip or chew and no seeds is going to really cut down on the spitting. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you don't have something in your mouth to spit out, that that helps. But I think it's just, just spitting normally. I feel like it's just baseball player hobby or habit, rather. There's nothing you can do about it. You've been doing it since you were seven. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to be that strict with it, but we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope it doesn't all, just get too extreme. All in all, for me, I, I'm just happy to have a season again, man. Oh, totally, dude. Uh, just a quick acknowledgement on my end uh, before we go into our predictions here. I liked how the Mets had the cardboard cutouts at the back of, the, uh, of home plate, and the Yankees didn't. It definitely felt different. Um it actually gives you still a little bit of an optic that, hey, there's something a little normal because you don't really pay attention to the people in the in the front row anyway, unless they're doing something crazy or you got the mo- Instagram models flashing Garrett Cole or the Marlins the World man. Series or the Marlins man going all over the place. The pumpkin crowd noise, I'm honestly cool with. Like, I don't know how the players feel about it, but I'm good with it. Like, there should be a reaction when something happens, right? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't really care either way, but I mean, hearing a pin drop is a little more weird than the pumped-in crowd noise, in my opinion, so I'll take it. It's free. Yeah, Might as well do it. Yeah, me too. And again, it's not about whether it's going to preclude us from watching it or not. It's just those little nuances that you pick up from watching a baseball game. We're going to be watching a baseball game tomorrow night, unlike anything we've ever watched in our lifetime. So it's just kind of the little things you acknowledge. Except that one time when... uh, Baltimore Orioles played in an empty stadium. I don't know if you remember that a few years ago. Yeah, against the White Sox during the during the riots. Um, but again, only one game, and yeah. it was played during the day, and I definitely didn't watch it. I mean, the highlights of it were, were something, but you knew that wasn't going to be normal. This is going to be the new normal. Yeah, absolutely, man. But that, that being said, I can't wait for tomorrow. I am excited. Um, 
and I'm going to set some expectations for the Yankees when we get to them. I'm looking forward to it. I know you have been very, uh, you've been very strong with uh, some demands from the Yankees. So I'm looking forward to hear your, your impassioned, uh, your impassioned speech to them. Thank you, buddy. I'm hoping they're listening as well. Um, you ready to jump in? Let's freaking do it, man. And let's right. start off with the senior circuit, the National League. You lead us off. All right. So we'll do it like we always do. We'll go five to one. We're going to start off on this coast. We'll go with the NL East. At number five, I have the Miami Marlins. At number four, I have the New York Mets. At number three, I have the Nationals. Number two, I have Philly. And number one, I have Atlanta. Okay, so we're together with Atlanta uh, at number one. I need to ask you, you seemed very high on the Mets when we talked about baseball coming back. What have you What have you put them in for? It couldn't have just been those two games against the Yanks, could it? No, it was looking more into their roster and pitching, pitching, pitching. They, don't, they have one of the worst bullpens in baseball. Um, I mean, I understand they acquired Batances, who's another good arm. They have um, what's the guy from the 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 Mariners? Oh, you have Edwin Diaz. Yeah, Edwin Diaz, who is an absolute head case and very shaky, and they have a great reliever in Lugo, but the rest of the bullpen's terrible. And I think the loss of Syndergaard is huge. That's that number two pitcher that can really shut a team down in a series where now you have Jacob Degrom, and then Marcus Stroman's good. Obviously, I want him on the Yankees, but I don't. I don't think he's of Syndergaard's ilk. And then the rest of their staff. I mean, have you ever seen Mats really do it for more than start here, start there? And then I mean, Rick Porcello. All I saw in his last start was him give up a fucking laser show. So it's just pitching for me. Yeah, I'm with you. I was looking forward to seeing where you were going to go there. So obviously, we're in agreement with the Marlins at five. I have the Mets four as well. For all the reasons that you described, you know, they're probably the most uh, glass half full, glass half empty team that I can think of in this division predicated on. The Mets are a nice mixture of veteran talent and and young guys. I mean, they have a lot of homegrown guys, Conforto, Alonso, Rosario, um, Jeff McNeil, and they have Nimmo, but... I mean, and then they have Cespedes as a veteran guy as well, and a few others. But I just don't think it's enough to get them past, especially playing these other much better teams in their division. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say they're they're glass half full, glass half empty, depending on how optimistic or pessimistic you are as a person, because you really could make a case that they could be a bottom five team in the National League, or you could make a case that if everything breaks right that they could sneak in and be a playoff team because they have that potential if shit breaks right for them. You're right about the starting pitching concerns. Michael Walker and Rick Porcello trying to take care of games there. Marcus Stroman's a really good number three. I don't think he's a great number two. Um, obviously, DeGrom, he's locked so many innings, and because this is only a 60-game season and he'll probably only get 11 or 12 starts, maybe 13 at the most, you don't worry about the innings as much, but... The bullpen is shaky, and although there's a lot of bounce-back candidates there because of Diaz's stuff and Betances' stuff and Justin Wilson's stuff and Jairus Familia's stuff, they could just not be that great and or over, their, over the hill or past their prime or resort back to normal. It's a tough situation. I do think they'll hit better than, than 
people think. But yeah, they're they're not better than the other three teams in this division. I think the top three teams in this division, two of them I have being uh, my wild card teams, are going to beat the shit out of these two teams. So I think the Marlins and the Mets are going to have two of the worst. And I don't root against the Mets. Keep that in mind. But I think they're going to have two of the worst records in all of baseball. We also have to look at who these teams are going to be playing other than themselves. They're playing the AL East. So you yep. got a lot of Yankees, you got a lot of Rays, you got a lot of Red Sox, you got a lot of Blue Jays, wherever they're playing. I mean, you get Baltimore, so that's nice. I mean, they, they're they going to have to play a lot of great teams from their own division and the opposite division as well. Um, it's going to be a gauntlet for them. Absolutely. So moving up to number three for me, I have the Washington Nationals. I just really like the Phillies this year, and that's why I put them. I think it's going to be close between the two of them. I like the Nationals, and I actually, I mean, I guess I'll just say it right now. I have them picked as my second wild card team. Um, I mean, they let Rendon walk because they really like this kid, Carter Keyboom. Um, he is, I think, a top three NL Rookie of the Year candidate behind the big lefty. His name deceives me in, uh, in San Diego and um, Gavin Lux of the Dodgers. Obviously, this team is the reigning world champions, but I think in a shortened season, um, I think the Phillies are going to be a little bit better. I like the moves that the Phillies made, and the most important move for me was getting Joe Girardi. So that's why I have these two teams 50-50, and I put Washington third, but you could flip-flop them to second for me. All that makes sense. Uh, I got the Phillies third. Uh, I just need to see more from them. I, I got to see McCutcheon be healthy. Uh, I love watching him, so I hope he is. Harper's, you know, got to have a really torrid 60-game run here. Obviously, Girardi, as manager, is going to be a huge change from Gabe Kapler. Bringing Didi in on a one-year show-me deal, allowing him to hit the market open again, and they'll probably capitalize on his production. You got Aaron Nola, but Arietta's regressed a lot. I know Zach Wheeler they brought in, but I still don't know what Zach Wheeler is, and I don't know if we ever will. Uh, he's capable of dominating, and he's also capable of shit in the bed. So which one are we getting? Their lineup is good, not great. Put me with the Washington Nationals at two. I just love this team. They're the reigning champs, even with Rendon gone. They've got the pitching with Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. Their bullpen's shaky, but it was last year. Just get them into the playoffs, and they can deploy those arms. You've got Robles. You've got, um, uh, why is his name deceiving me, uh, the reigning NL Soto, Juan Soto. And I think that they're going to just figure it out like they have, you know, to get to the postseason almost every year. So give me the Nationals at two, and you lead us off talking about Atlanta and why they are our consensus number one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just think that this team is the most well-rounded team. I think they have the most talent. Um, obviously led with the three-headed monster of Ozzy Albies, um, Ronald Acuna and Freddie Freeman, who is, I think, 100%, he said, um, recovering from COVID. He actually experienced symptoms similar to... Really bad, dude. He said he was Chap trying for his life. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he, unlike LeMahieu and a few other guys and a few other people that we may know or have heard just in the real world, um, he actually experienced the symptoms, so he was not just positive and asymptomatic. He got it for real, for real, but he said that he did not lose any weight. Um, he has already played in games, so I'm not really worried about that at all. I just think that this team is the deepest, and they're poised to take a step forward. 
I think so too. I like gotta... Cole Hamels on that team as well. That's a good addition to add yep. to uh, Fultonewich, Friars, and uh, Soroka. Yeah, Soroka is going to be the he's the real deal, man. And, and you know, the, the the thing with them is, even though Hamels said he's going to miss the first little bit of the season with uh, triceps tightness. The thing about the Braves is they're too loaded with talent to not pick them to win in a 60-game season. And that was the hard part about doing this evaluation for our predictions, was looking at these teams in a 60-game vacuum and not 162. So what team has the most talent that can just go on a run, separate themselves from the pack as quickly as possible? I think it's the Atlanta Braves. Absolutely, man. I think even with this guy, Austin Riley, at third base, I think that they have probably the best or the second best infield in in the NL East. And they absolutely by far have the best outfield with Duvall and Ciarte and Acuna. And Acuna can slide over to center field. And then they got – and guess who – Guess who really lucked out with the uh, with the DH on both sides? Marcelo Zuna, a big-time RBI man. Big-time RBI man. And, and a low-key, under-the-radar signing they made yesterday. They brought yes, Matt Adams. Adams back. Matt Adams, and I thought you were going to say Puig. No, not Puig. No, not not at all. That deal's not done, my friend. Oh, I forgot because he that tested fell positive. fell apart because he tested positive for COVID. And yes, they, yes. They decided that the deal wasn't going to happen. Maybe they'll return to him. But as of right now, he's not a Brave. But the Matt Adams signing, you know, he gives them cover for Freeman. And I think, you know, just another guy you can give some DH at bats to. Uh, you know, yeah, lefty guy that can turn hit the ball, ball out. around for sure. Absolutely. So, and remember, they got, they really got exposed last year. Their youth did against the Cardinals in the NLDS. Uh, they lost two games, really, that they had no business losing. Um, they, they're going to remember that, and, and and once they get to the postseason, uh, expect them to, to go on a little run. So I have Braves winning the division with the Nationals coming in second, Phillies in third, Mets in fourth, Marlins at fifth. You have the Braves, Phillies, Nats, Mets, and Marlins. Yes, and you can flip-flop the Phillies and the Nats if you want. It's going to be very close in my opinion. Um, Carter Keyboom, plus 1,000 to win Rookie of the Year if you're a betting man. Something to look at. Very exciting. There's going to be a lot of fun rookies to watch this year, man, because rookies we often see that one of two things. They come out of the gate smoking hot, and the league has to adjust to them, and they might go on a little bit of a run, or they come out of the gate real slow, and they're really they're not going to have time to figure it out this year. No, they aren't, but they do have the benefit of this extra roster spot, so they may be able to stick around a little bit longer. Um, than they would if they because you would just throw them right back down in the minors, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more just you know if you're talking about rookie of the year candidacy, who's going to have the most impact? Not a guy who's getting you know who's playing two every two out of every seven days. Absolutely, no, no, no you're definitely right on that one. So you want to move on to the central? Let's do it. Start us off. All right. So for me, I'm going to go. Five to one, we have our Pittsburgh, not Blue Jays, but the Pittsburgh Pirates, number four, the Milwaukee Brewers, number three, the Pesky Cardinals, number two, the Chicago Cubs, and coming in at number one, I know this is a hot pick, but I really like this team, the Cincinnati Reds. Oh, man, look at us agreeing on number one again. 
I like this team too a lot. I, I'm going Pirates last, Brewers fourth, Cubs third, Cardinals second, who uh, I will have winning one of my wild card spots, and the Cincinnati Reds. Dude, this Reds team is fascinating, and I really, really believe that they could wreak havoc. What, what do you? What are your main reasons for the Reds before we talk about the other teams? Because I think they're they're going to be a team that kind of surprises people that we both have them winning this division. Dominant pitching, dominant starting pitching, and a very good bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I, those are the two ingredients, that's right? The, that's the key for me, especially this year. I mean, you this year in a shortened season, if you can get hot and have a couple good pitchers, I think you can really make a run. I mean, they're, they got Sonny Gray, Castillo, and Sonny Gray, by the way, keep in mind, that's not the Yankees Sonny Gray. This is the... 2019 all-star Sonny Gray, so he's back to form. Trevor Bauer is your number three. Wade Miley, a serviceable player. And then they're going to mix and match at number five. But they right now on the depth chart on CBS, they have Michael Lorenzen, who throws 100. They have a great closer in Iglesias. And then they have guys like Lorenzen, if he stays in the pen, and Amir Garrett and a few others. I, I really like this team, not to mention all the acquisitions that they made on the offensive end as well, including Nick Cassianos. Mike Moustakis, you put him in there too. Freddie Gallis like- had a career high in home runs. And then you have the, the big bopper in the middle being Eugenio Suarez. And then obviously you have the staple at first base in Joey Votto. I just think this is by far and beyond the best team in the Central. I think Votto is going to have a huge year too. He seems poised to. Yeah. Uh, I, I like everything you said. There's not really a reason for me to talk more about him. All of those reasons are why I picked him to win this division too. Uh, I think their pitching is going to be dominant, and I think their offense is going to be more than enough to get them over the top. And they also, didn't they get um, a guy from, I believe, Japan, too? Shogo Summer or another? Yeah, yeah, it was so long ago. Um, They definitely made a signing, uh, I believe, yeah, he was from the uh, Japanese league, to come over. But, I mean... They have depth. They have dominant pitching in the starting rotation and, and in the bullpen. And another team that I think if this was 162 games, I don't think I would have picked them to win the division. I don't know if they could sustain everything for 162. Agreed. But for 60, I absolutely think they could. So this is a team to me that kind of has the makings of that surprise team that has a leader fighting for first come the All-Star break. Well, guess what? That wins you the division this year. So Absolutely. that's why I put them there, too. Your number two team, who would you say that was? Was that the Cubs? Chicago Cubs, and then the three is St. Louis Cardinals. I don't think – I think Cincinnati is going to own this division, but this division, one through four, is pretty well matched, and I think they're all going to beat up on each other, which means I think Cincinnati's really going to take it, and then th- two, three, and four are going to be pretty similar. Um and you also have to play the AL Central, which is is no slouch in themselves. Um, so for me, I just had none of these teams making the playoffs, but I had Chicago next. Okay. I, I had the Cardinals second. Um, you know, they went to the NLCS last year. You got Jack Flaherty, who's a Cy Young, uh, Cy Young candidate. candidate. You, you still got Goldschmidt. Carpenter. This team is... Yeah, the team is still real good. Uh, I yeah. know Jordan Hicks said that he's going to sit out this year, so that's a dominant arm they're losing. But I, I don't know. I can. They're the team that you just never count out. You know, like when we do our NBA and talk with the Spurs, and for in the, not uh, anymore, NFL, but yeah, no, but in the NFL, like you know, you kind of always talk. 
in the NFL, you always kind of talk Steelers. Cardinals are that way. Like, they're just always solid. They're always good. You mentioned you think the Reds are going to rule this division. I don't see that. I think this be, I see this being pretty close with the Cardinals being within a game and a half or two, three games uh, of this division and sneaking in as a wild card for me. Okay. Uh, I have the Cubs number three. Another thing before you move on to the Cubs, another rookie of the year bet. Dylan Carlson, outfielder for them, plus 1,200, another guy you might want to look at for Rookie of the Year. I've had my eye on him. I'm obviously in big-time fantasy baseball mode, so I've been looking up a lot of rookies as keepers. I respect that. You, you, it's always good to have a, a firm grasp on farm systems, right? Yes. So for the Cubs, for me, I think this is a team that somebody had to go second or third. You can make a case for them second. Again, I think they're similar to the Mets, not as extreme as the Mets, but they are similar in the respect that they are very glass. They're very potential based, and they're also very potential to suck based. You got Javi Baez, Chris th- Bryant. To be honest oh, with you, buddy, I-, I think the Cubs are a bad season away from possibly a full-on rebuild. Well, there's. I don't know if you can count they this could trade season. Chris Bryant mid-season. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be this season because it's 60 games. It's fluky. You can make a bunch of excuses for yourself, but I think they're one bad season away from just trading Chris Bryant and trying to rebuild the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, Bleacher Report talked about players most likely to move in the August 31st trade deadline this year. Chris Bryant was up there. And it's because there's a lot of writers there that think that they might have a really tough start to the season. I mean, obviously their lineup's deep. You got Ian Happ, you got Javi Baez, you got Chris Bryant. Their pitching staff is old and shitty. Yes. I they mean, paid a lot of money for, uh, was it Carlos Rondon from, yeah. from the other side of Chicago? Um, what is that, the south side? Yeah, they call that the south side from the White Sox. They paid a pretty penny for him, and he has done jack shit. Um, John well, Quintana, Quintana, too, he has not been good. Yeah, yeah, him. He might have been Quintana, not not Rendon. I'm sorry, I'm getting those two White Sox confused, right? And then you've got John. Well, Lester. Rendon's pitching out. Hector Rendon was pitching out of their their bullpen. I was so. talking about Quintana. Thank you for correcting me. Um, but then you're talking about John Lester as well, another guy who is just a little over the hill for me. Hendricks doesn't really do it for me anymore. I think he lost a little snap on his fastball. So I, I just think this team is very pitching thirsty, and they may go out to the open market and try and try and uh, move Chris Bryant for some pitching and to rebuild that farm system because it's pretty decimated. It's very possible. I mean, they paid the price for that 2016 championship, but they would do it again a thousand times out of a thousand. Um, As would that's I. Kind of, yeah, of course. I mean, that's kind of to me why I can't quite put them ahead of the Cardinals is I think they're a solid team. I mean, we can't forget about you Darvish too. I mean, he's had a rough first two years there. I know he's had some great games, but not great seasons. He's going to have to be one of those guys to go on a roll. I hear you, Sean. And now that we talked this out in this, in this prediction slash therapy session, I am going to change my Cubs and my Cardinals. Okay. You're, I I like that. I, I like the, uh, Adjustment like on the fly, first, maybe. Yes, I mean, it, it's sometimes nice to talk it out because it's not, again, like, they're, the reason I say they're kind of like the Mets is if things break right, this is a great team. Yeah, because we, we could be talking in September or, or late August or whatever and saying, man, the Cubs, they got their shit together, they're pitching well, and their lineup is mashing as they should. I just don't think, th- I think their pitching is just going to give up more runs and they can score. Yep, 
and, and again, trying to look at this team in a 60-game window instead of a 162 window, you're not going to have the opportunity to make up for some lost ground like you would in 162 and kind of weather the storm and make some moves. You're going to have to come out of the gates hot. And to me, I don't know if they have the pitching staff that could put together a four, five, six, seven game winning streak. You know, no, that, not that's at all. Be because you know what? One loss counts for like three in this new season. Right. And their bullpen's flammable. Extremely. I see a lot of Mets vibes in them when it comes to the bullpen as well. A lot of guys where if you hear the name, you go, okay, like a Justin Wilson, but then they go out there and they shit the bed. Exactly. And, and shit, man. I mean, we've seen this time and time again with teams coming off championships or, and have, or have a nice collection of who used to be really damn good players. You got to look more at what they are now than what their names are. Yep. And that's kind of where the Cubs are for me. We can't forget about Hayward. He, he's still a, a, a huge albatross on, on that team with how much money he's making. Absolutely. So you and I are in lockstep on our four and our five. Pittsburgh, I just think even uh, Cole Tucker, another guy that I don't know if he's going to come up, but he's another guy that you might want to look at for rookie of the year. Um, but they just don't have the players. Um, Trevor Williams is another guy to really look at, too. He, he's got great stuff. Yeah, that, that is another guy. But aside from that, I mean, there, there's really not much. Um, with that being said, uh, moving on to, to the Milwaukee Brewers, I mean, pitching is a theme for me this year, man, and I just don't think they have enough. I mean, I know they got Hater and they have a couple good front-end pitchers, but I think the offense will probably be there, especially with that stud second baseman that Will Smith uh, really likes, our Will Smith. Um, I forgot his name. And Yelich, obviously, Lorenzo Cain, and a few others. Um, but, you know, losing losing a guy like Eric Thames to the Nationals and whatnot, it's tough. It is tough, and I don't see it for this team. I don't. I mean, Yelich will win you some games on his own. You got Brandon Woodruff, who's a damn good pitcher. Obviously, Hayter anchoring that bullpen. That's not Jared enough. Jeffress. It's not enough. Bottom line, not enough. We can probably move on from that because that's the number four team. Yep. All right. So now that I've changed your mind a little bit, we got Reds one, we got Cardinals two, we got Cubs three, Brewers four, Pirates five. We Tom, are agree- in agreement on that division. It's very nice. It's very nice. It wasn't that way to start. And look at us find the perfect harmony on that one. If I, if I was sitting the- next to you, I'd kiss you right on the mouth. Oh, that's very sweet. All right, let's go to the NL West, or as I like to call it, the LA Dodgers Invitational. Yeah. Um, give me your one or five through one. All right, let's see if we can uh, if if our brains are are on the same page on this one too. San Francisco five, San Diego four, Arizona three, Colorado Rockies two, and obviously the LA Dodgers are number one. Okay, we are not in lockstep, and I Woo. really really cannot wait for you to tell me why you have the Colorado Rockies at number two. I went Giants five, Rockies four, Padres three, D-backs two, Dodgers one. Okay, we'll talk about the Dodgers last, and as great as they are, we probably need to talk about them the least. But please tell me why you have Colorado number two, because I don't see it at all with this team. Really? No. I, I, I just like their core. Um I think they have a couple good pitchers out of the bullpen, um, and they have maybe one or two good starting pitchers. You know they released 
Jake McGee and Brian Shaw, right? And Wade Davis is having has has not been great for them since he came over in free agency. So, make the case for me for San Diego or Arizona because I still like the core of Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story, Nolan Arenado, Daniel Murphy, and then they have Brandon Rogers, who is the second favorite to win Rookie of the Year in the NL behind Gavin Lux. You got David Dahl, too, who's a damn good player. I'm not concerned about their ability to hit, but their pitching is a problem. Uh, I mean, if you're asking for Marquez to be your number one, I think that immediately screams trouble. You lost two really good relievers, and your closer you know, seems like his best days are behind him. So I have Arizona, too. I still really like their pitching. I know you I, have. I know you have an absolute hard on for Bumgarner still, so that's probably why. Well, you got Bumgarner in there. You got Robbie Ray, and then you know you go into a bullpen where you've got Archie Bradley, and then you've got the Marte. You got the two Martes and Cattell Marte and Starling Marte, who are going to hit for you. I, I like this team. I really do. I, I don't think that this team is that far off. I mean, they're far off from the Dodgers, obviously. If they were in any other division, I think they could compete for a playoff spot. I just like them a lot better than I like the Colorado Rockies. I mean, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself because I've talked about pitching, but I think if you combine the Rockies pitching staff with the, with excuse me, the Rockies offense with the uh, Arizona D-backs pitching staff, you might have a decent second-place team right there. Okay, um, yeah, I still just don't see it with the pitching. And, neither and of again, these teams, neither of these teams, I don't have playing very well. Nor do I have either of them making the playoffs. Um, so I, I mean, I could see their records being similar. Do you have either of them making the playoffs? I don't. I was just like, anytime you have like, because we fly flopped on two and three a few times, but we haven't had a two and four yet, which is what we had in this one. So that's why I kind of wanted to bring that to attention. Um, I guess we'll and have again, to see remember how it plays out. This team, this division is. These teams are going to play the AL West. So you're getting a lot of Houston and a lot of Oakland, and you've got some Angels and some Rangers in there too, um, which could cause problems for everybody yeah. other than the Dodgers. San Diego, uh, could, San Diego could be a surprise this year and end up finishing second. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. So talk to me about San Diego because I have them as my third team. So, so what do you like from them? I like. I mean, I think Machado had an extremely down year last year, especially given his stature in the league i guess you would say i still think he's one of the top 20 players in baseball oh for sure so i mean between that and tatis and then this this pitching staff with paddock leading the way and then obviously the rookie of the year number three mackenzie gore is going to see a lot of time this year not to mention joey lucchesi i i uh, he he graced my fantasy team. And then Garrett Richards making another appearance. I hope he can stay healthy. Not to mention one of the best closers in baseball, Kyle Yates. Um, Kirby and Yates. Then, Kirby Yates, I'm sorry. Um, and then Hosmer's still there. You have, you have a Will Myers who's really fallen off. But you have Machado and you have Tatis. So I think this team, a Tommy Pham, you could really you could make things interesting. The Tommy Pham signing a trade was, uh, was really great for them. And some of these young prospects we've been talking about, the Padres, for years, especially the last two, are, are ready to start coming up and making an impact on this team. 
whether it's during this 60-game season or going forward. You also got Francisco Mejia, uh, remember the top catching prospect from the Indians, who's, yeah. who's, who's alive and well as, in addition to everybody else you named. I have them four. I do think you can make a case for two, three, and four all being relatively interchangeable because I don't think any of these teams are going to be worse than the most boring team in baseball, which is the San Francisco Giants. And none of them are going to be anywhere close to as good as the best, arguably the best team in baseball in the LA Dodgers. Absolutely. So we don't really have to talk about the uh, the Giants. I mean, there's some there's some stowaways from years ago, like an Evan Longoria or a uh, a Johnny Cueto. But uh, I am interested to see if Cueto can come back and turn things around because he's he's fully recovered from Tommy John. I'd like to see maybe. I think the biggest story for the Giants is going to be: Do they trade some or Do they trade Cueto? Is there anybody else on that team they could possibly move? Yeah, and I'm also interested to see how uh, Yastrzemski's grandkid plays. Yeah, that's right. He had a couple moments last year. Yeah, all right. Let, let's let's move on to a team that's got a chance here. And, and I'm just going to break down a roster for you. So we have at, at catcher, we have Will Smith, who our Will Smith is very high on, as am I. I looked at how many at-bats he has. I think he had too many last year to be considered a candidate for Rookie of the Year. But, I mean... He had 170 at-bats, 15 of them were home runs. He had 253. This guy's a great defensive catcher, and I think he has a good chance, if there was an all-star team, to make an all-star team this year. I mean, you're starting up the middle. There's your catcher. Doesn't get a lot better than that other than maybe Sanchez and Real Muto. Absolutely, and throw Yachty in there, man. I love him. I think he may go down as top three greatest catchers of all time. I do too, but I wouldn't put the other guys yet. I wouldn't put him with the other guys. Still, no, I mean, not he's, yet. I, I, you know, he's he's his best days are well behind him. You give him respect, but he's he's not among the top two, three catchers in baseball. No, not anymore, not at all. Um, now in the first base, you have an all-star, repeat all-star, Max Muncy. A lot of pop, great fielder, very versatile. Can also play second base. Second base, you have Chris Taylor, but. I bet you Gavin Lux is going to be playing there, who is the number one candidate for Rookie of the Year. Third base, sneaky MVP for MVP hype for this guy, Justin Turner. Shortstop, you have Corey Seager, who was in the MVP race a few years back. Left field, you have A.J. Pollock, who was in an MVP race a few years back before he got hurt. Center field, you have Cody Bellinger, who was an MVP last year. Right field, 2018 MVP, Mookie Betts. Why don't we talk about their bench? I'm just going to gush a little bit. You have a Chris Taylor, who's very versatile. He can play everywhere. You have a Kike Hernandez, who could be a starter on about 28 teams. And, I mean, who else do you have? You, you have a few others, too. Edwin Rios had a moment. Jock Peterson as well, of course, the big power guy as a fourth outfielder. Possibly your starting DH, probably. I mean, this team is stacked, and I haven't even mentioned a pitcher yet, my friend. No, I mean, this team, we've been well, talking about this team since, pitchers? like, 2014. Yep, go ahead. Clayton Kershaw, Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is a top top three candidate and MLB executives voted him as the Cy Young award winner. I don't have to talk about Kershaw. Julio Urias, who's a left-hander that throws gas and, oh man, he's, he's younger than me too. That's depressing. Um, (laughs) And he also, he's also absolutely filthy and he could be probably a number two starter on any team, Alex Wood. And then they just lost their, um, fifth starter. I, I, who was their fifth starter? Do you remember his name? Well, yeah, Dustin May. 
No, not him. He's still there. He's a rookie of the year candidate in the top five as well. He's he actually number gas. five at plus a th- at plus a thousand. So you got Blake Trident, Joe Kelly, obviously Kenley Jansen, Ross Stripling, who is a nasty reliever who's going to slide into that fifth starter spot, and then obviously Dustin May. Yeah, and they also signed uh, Jake McGee off of off of Colorado's uh, waiver wire. So I know I, I, I just went up and down the roster, and that's kind of boring, but. If you, it, no, the it's guys, not. The guys that I mentioned, I mean, this is literally an all-star team on a team. Let like, me explain something to you. There's nothing boring about letting everybody know, again, how deep and dominant this team is. And it's a, unbelievable to me how they haven't won. I mean, you lost. they lost at the cheating Astros. It took them seven games. They lost to Boston in five. Cheating Boston. Last year, really cheating Boston. Last year, they really shit the bed. To Washington, but hey, Washington went on to win the World Series. So can you really say they shit the bed? Um, we're just waiting for them to break through another team. That yes, we would have picked them in a one sixty two game game season anyway. I think in sixty, these guys are going to be fresher. These guys are going to be better. You're not going to have a Clayton Kershaw pitching in the postseason after throwing you know one hundred ninety innings. Yep. You know you're not going to have Kenley Jansen after closing seventy two games. All of this shit matters, especially since some of these guys are older. They're going to be fresher. They've got the depth to get some of their, you know, their top guys off their feet. They're going to run away with this division where maybe they could only really have to play fifty to fifty-two games, you know, before the postseason starts. I'm glad you went up and down the roster because everybody needs to be reminded of how goddamn great this team is. And if you don't yet, just look at their starting lineup and then look at their individual individual stats and. I think every single player aside from Will Smith, because he's so young, has made at least two all-star teams in the recent years. It, it's it's wild, man. Uh, it, it's it's an embarrassment of riches out there uh, in Hollywood. Okay, so run me down your five through one one more time. Sure, my five through one, Sandy. Uh, sorry, San Francisco, San Diego, Arizona, Colorado, and obviously the L.A. Dodgers are our number one. Why don't you go for you? Yep, Giants, Rockies, Padres, D-Bounce Dodgers. Again, we're arguing over two through four, and none of those teams are going to be as bad as the Giants or as good as the Dodgers. So we can kind of just throw those, you know, in a, in a, in a giant stew right there. Absolutely. Why don't we talk about our five playoff teams? Because as of now, the playoff format is just like it has been since when they, whenever they changed it, 2013. I believe, or 2015 or something like that. So it's five teams, two wild cards, three division winners. Why don't you run them down for me, and then I'll give you mine. You got it. Uh, Oh, and by the way, quick sidebar on that. John Heyman reported tonight that there's talk between the players' union and the MLB to push this this season to an expanded postseason with 16 teams instead of 10. That would have to be done prior to the first pitch of tomorrow's Yankees Nationals game because you can't change rules in season. So Well, being that it took them – what four months just to finally get this season underway i don't think they're going to figure that out within a day i don't know but the fact they're talking about it and it seems like both sides want to do it uh we're going to have to see because there is so much money to be gained from those six extra playoff teams either way we're absolutely let's keep it status quo and then we'll make our extra picks if it happens yeah, we're, no, we're just going to keep this with 10. I just wanted to throw that out there because that is something that was uh, being discussed tonight. And maybe shit, who knows, off, by the time we're off this pod, it happens. Um, okay, so for me, I got the Braves winning the East. 
I got the Reds winning the Central and the Dodgers winning the West with my two wildcard teams being the Washington Nationals, the defending world champion Nationals, and St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I've got a Dodgers and Reds LCS. How about you? All right, so I am in agreement with you on the first on all three of the divisional winners, Atlanta, Cincinnati, and Dodgers, and then I have Philly and Washington. And then I only pick the winner because that was really easy. But I guess I will pick Atlanta and the Dodgers to go to the DS. And then I have the Dodgers moving on to the World Series. Um, that was a layup pick. Sometimes I try and get wild and get really predictive and, and try and sound smart. This time I'd sound dumb if I picked anybody else. Sometimes there's some there's something called trying too hard. And that's what you would be doing if you picked anyone other than the Dodgers. Absolutely. I did, uh, I did give my bracket, so I went Washington-St. Louis for the wildcard game with Washington winning that and facing the Dodgers. And then uh, the Cincinnati-Atlanta matchup being the other division series. I have the winners of those two series being Cincinnati and L.A. Uh, I do think the Cincinnati train has momentum, man. I mean, again, when you get into a short series, who's beating? Who has better pitchers to line up? But the Dodgers do, and they would become the NL champion. Yeah, man. Um, I, I'm just on that Atlanta hype train. I like it. Shit, man. They were. I mean, they should have. They definitely should have won some of those games against the Cardinals last year. They had all the business in the world getting past them, and they got their. You know, they 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 did their crawling. Now they got to walk. Absolutely. All right. You ready to move on to the AL? Oh, I am so ready. So, as is tradition, you give me your five through one in the AL East. We'll start off on the East Coast again. Number five, I have the Baltimore Orioles. Number four, I have the shitbag cheater Red Sox. Number three, this may change after finding out that Toronto does not have a home today. Um, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. Number two, I have Tampa Bay Rays. And number one, I have our New York Yankees. Our New York Yankees indeed, sir. Yeah, I've got Baltimore five. I have Toronto four. Literally, I was a lot higher on them even a couple days ago. You know, you don't have a home stadium. I don't care how how resilient you are, how young you are, how happy you are to be playing. That's gonna that, that's gonna suck being not having a home, especially during a pandemic. So I got them four. I got Boston three. There's still talent on this Boston team. We can talk about them for a little bit. Tampa Bay two, just the, because they're not the New York Yankees who are number one. All right, so. Let's talk about Toronto first. Let's pretend they find themselves a home within the next 24 hours or in the next week, hopefully. I really like this team. A lot of young talent on it. Dude, this team can mash. I mean, we did a pod once the season was agreed upon uh, about a month ago now, I guess it was. Holy shit. Uh, It feels like yesterday. And we talked about some of the teams that could benefit from the 60-game season, and we both agreed that the Blue Jays were one of them. Just simply because of the power this team possesses, the only issue is is that they don't have a home and they play in a great division. They've also got to play the NL East, which has really damn good pitching staffs like the Nationals, Phillies, and Mets, uh, and obviously the Braves too. Um, it, it, it's tough for me. Uh, I think they're going to hit. I think they're going to hit a lot. Their pitching still leaves a little bit to be desired. I know they brought Ryu over here. I don't know where he is. In the AL East, what's that? Nate Pearson as well, a Rookie of the Year candidate at plus a little bit over 2,000. Okay. Uh, yeah, Anthony Kay, right, from uh, who they brought over from the Mets in the Stroman deal? Yeah, him too. But, yeah, uh, the pitching just doesn't really do it for me, but obviously the offense, they can hit. 
Yeah, I mean, you got the, the baby bombers on their side of, of Vigio and and Vladdy and Bichette. Uh, those are not only just bombers, they're, they're also three great overall players. Vladdy looks like he's playing some first. You've got Teoscar Hernandez, you got Lourdes Gurriel, you got Randall Grichik, um, and you've got Jansen, their catcher. I mean, this team is loaded one to nine uh, on the offense, but their pitching is going to leave a little bit to be desired. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you want to talk Red Sox? Yeah, let's talk Red Sox. I'll talk about them first, and then you jump in. Um, they lost Mookie, obviously. Ha ha! I'm happy to continue to bring that up. As are you, and we will do David Price. David Price. Uh, they lost him too. I don't know what Evaldi's going to be. Obviously, Sale is out with Tommy John, but they've still got Xander Bogarts. They've still got Benintendi. They've still got JBJ. Uh, they they they're still gonna they're still gonna be a good team. They're 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 not they're not pushovers. I, I no, they're care. not gonna lay down. I agree with that, but I just don't see them being a good team at all this year. I could see them being an over five hundred team, but not by a lot. You know, maybe thirty five. You know, maybe thirty five and or rather thirty two and twenty eight, something like that. When you have the killer bees and Bogarts, obviously Bradley Jr. and Benintendi, and then you have the best player on their team, Devers. I think they should do just fine, but they're not going to make the playoffs for me. And it's because of pitching. It's because of pitching. Yeah, their bullpen's not great. There's nobody there that scares me. Brandon Workman, I mean, come on. Um, Brandon Workman and Matt Barnes are the only two that they don't scare me, but they, they, they're notable names. I'm looking forward to seeing what Verdugo does because I think he's going to play a lot for them. be better after, after him coming over in that. In the Mookie trade, so it was interesting I, I, though because they they made a deal for Kevin Pillar, who who is a great defensive center fielder. You slide Jackie Bradley over to play that Mookie Betts role in right field. Maybe they're not that confident in Verdugo. Maybe they're not, or they're just covering for him. You know, not to put that much pressure on him. I obviously Kevin Pillar, I, nice player. That's fine. Sorry to interrupt you. I left out J.D. Martinez. I shouldn't be. He's a former MVP, another guy on this team. That's a notable. But, again, with that pitching, it's not enough to get them into the playoffs for me. The Rays, I think, if the Yankees weren't what we expect them to be, would run away with this division. I think so, too. Um, I think even with the Yankees, we have seen this Rays-Yankees rivalry kind of blossom over the last four or five years. I know the Red Sox have a World Series in there. Um, but the Rays and Yankees have fucking battled, man. And, mm-hmm. and it's because they both pitch well. They both have an absurd amount of depth. And when I think of the Rays, depth is kind of the word that comes to my mind. You know they've got the pitching. Talk about pitching, Blake man. Snell and Glass you got, now. You got three Cy Young candidates. They might have a better pitching staff than the Dodgers. They got Morton. Obviously, Glass now and Snell you already mentioned, and then their bullpen is no is not slouches either. Oh my God, no! Now they do they did lose Colin uh, Pache, who who's a great lefty reliever and had some big moments for him last year uh, for the season. So that sucks, um, torn UCL. But they've got they've got everything else. I mean, this is a team that you like to wear down their starters until you remember who's in that bullpen. Yeah, a lot of three to two, two to one, four to three games with the Rays. And they've got a good lineup. I'm sure you can break down, you know, everybody that they've got room in the outfield or in the infield. They've also, not for nothing, really known for reclamation projects. I mean, look who Travis Darno did for them last year. Absolutely, and he made his way onto Atlanta on a pretty good deal. But 
Yeah, I mean they have they have some good roster players as well. I mean Kiermaier, and then the, the the names aren't as big as back when they had Zilbrist and they had um, what's his face Longoria. But I mean Jose Martinez at DH, he's great. Hunter Renfro in right field, he's a guy who I believe made an All Star team last year. Yeah. Um, but then they also have this guy that you need to look out for if he comes up. He is, I believe, the number one ranked prospect in baseball, and that's Wander Franco. Wander Franco's a stud. And yeah, you got absolutely. Brandon Lau, who was an all-star last year. G-Man Choi drops fucking bombs at first he base. He does. Dude, this team's good. And Kevin Cash, I mean, Great up there with the best managers in baseball. The Rays Agreed right, with you, man. Ever since that 2008 run that they had to the World Series, Oh, excuse me, 2007 when the Phillies beat him. I mean... No, that was 08. You were right the first time. I'm sorry. Yeah, the Yankees won in 09. Um, I mean, they, they've had a good run at it. A couple hiccups here and there, but ever since... Uh, what's his face? The manager, you know, the guy... Well, Joe yeah. Madden? Joe Madden, yeah. Fucking... He's, he's the Angels manager now, right? He's the Angel manager. Yeah, yeah, I mean, ever since he laid that foundation back in... Uh, I think they hired him in, what, 2005, 2006... They've been a force to be reckoned with it, and for them, it's just balling on a budget. They develop players incredibly well. Uh, all the players that they that they develop are, if they're position players, they're low strikeout guys, and they can play almost every position. They seem to win every trade they make. We saw what they the benefit they got from the Pirates over splurging on Chris Archer. I mean, for the love of God, you Tyler Glass now. Uh, it, it's crazy what they what they're able to do in all of these trades, and they they hype themselves up for a chance to go on a deep run. They've kind of they've kind of cracked through a little bit, making some wild card games. I mean, last year they were down 0-2 and forced a game five against Houston. If they were in any other division, they'd be a runaway. Absolutely, but they are not. They are in the Yankees division, Sean. You and I started this podcast based off our love for the Yankees, so we could obviously make an entire podcast about them. I think we can keep it short and sweet just because we're going to be talking about them predominantly throughout the season. I expect this team to win a World Series. So I want to give, I want you to take the floor here and give your speech, your, your, your opening day Eve speech, to, that they'll probably hear on opening day in the morning. Uh, Brian Cashman, one of your sports fathers, Aaron Boone, everybody's going to turn on the pod and, and they're going to listen to you about an hour and ten minutes in here. Uh, please, the floor is yours. G- give your speech to the Yanks. Thanks, buddy. All right. Listen, Yankees, you went out and you got the best pitcher I've seen throw a baseball since fucking Roger Clemens in his prime. And you got them for one reason, and that's to win a World Series. This team is built today and now to win a World Series. And then I'm going to turn and I'm going to look at Gene Carlo and say, stop lifting fucking weights and start doing some yoga. And that goes for you too over there, Mike Trout. Stop, I'm uh, sorry, Mike Trout. Fucking Mike no. Trout. You've you got to stop <laughs> fantasizing about Mike Trout. I know. That goes for you over there too, Aaron Judge. Okay? DJ, keep doing what you're doing. I'm sorry you can't dip this year. It is unfortunate for you packing those absolute hammers, but you're smashing the ball and you're a top three MVP candidate for me this year. Glaber, you're beautiful. I love you. If it wasn't COVID times, I'd kiss you. And then I'd obviously turn and look at the bullpen and say, this is the year, boys. Let's figure it the fuck out. We have a good starting staff. Even with Seve out, that fucking 
I don't even know, that glass doll, I'll call him, because he just, every time he steps, something happens. But, I mean, Hap's looking good, and fucking, you got Montgomery throwing, touching 96, 97 after Tommy John, and he's a gamer. You got Paxton starting to figure it out towards the end of last year, winning 15 games last year. Tanaka, the warrior that he is, the battle-tested, as you would say, Pitcher You're goddamn right. Handing him the ball, I just think that he's going to get a win unless he's playing the Baltimore Orioles in June. But I don't give a shit about that. I just need you to win the big games. And then the big man himself, Garrett Cole. And then I'm just going to finish it off with get well soon or all this Chapman. Britain, hold down the fort for now. And I expect a World Series out of you guys. I expect fucking pure domination. And that's that. Well, I'm inspired. I'm, I'm feeling... I'm rock hard right now. I'm ready to go. Awesome. Uh, Not to mention, I think Gio Rochella can repeat his his magic, and I think Luke Voigt, after the hernia surgery, is looking. He needs to put he needs to put his jersey up another button. That bothers me. But aside from that, I, I think that <laughs> I think he's looking he's looking more athletic. I'll say. There's another guy you left out. Gary Sanchez is going to have a monster year this year. Gary Sanchez and, is going to have a monster year. He's going to make Will Smith, who came on this podcast, eat his fucking words because he's going to block every pitch. He's got a new catching stance. The groin is healthy. He's going to have a huge year behind the plate and at the plate. And at some point, Clint Frazier is going to come in big for this team. He hit an absolute cock shot against the Mets. I'm done. Um, I love all of that, and uh, I am just going to – I'm just going to – jump on your back here and, and and piggyback everything because this team and now we we have talked ourselves into many of great yankee teams uh some we we overshot a little bit some i think we were right there obviously the last three years particularly the last two 18 and 19 expectations were incredibly high now the thing that i love the most about this team is, is what i like about the rays as much and you're just taking what the Rays do and putting it on steroids, and that's the Yankees' depth. Because no team was tested more last year than the Yankees, and they won 103 games with Mike Talkman, Mike Ford, Gio Urshela. The list goes on and on and on. In 60 games, John Carlo, I think he is going to just mash. I really do. This is a guy who we Here's give the shit thing. to. Here's the thing with Giancarlo and Judge that I do worry about. Not to throw cold water on myself and you. They have to get off to good starts, and they are slow-starting players. But it's they scary are, to me. They are, but part of the slow start, I do think, and I'm not I'm not going to use this as a, like a complete bullshit fanboy excuse. It's just reality, man coming up from Florida and playing in New York and Baltimore and Boston when it's fucking 42 degrees and raining fucking blows. It ain't easy. You're playing in the beautiful fucking hot summer. Your joints and muscles should be nice and loose. You've had plenty of time to get ready. Yoga. Stay ready. Yoga. Let's go, okay? And and truthfully, the word that I use with Giancarlo and Judge is disappointing. Not in their performance, in their ability to stay healthy so I don't get a chance to see them perform. Mm-hmm. Judge looked great in the last couple uh, inter-squad and uh, preseason games. Stanton, you know, getting his timing down. And a big thing, too, is that they don't have to start like crazy because everybody else, just their presence in the lineup means so much because you've got Sanchez hitting fifth. 
you've got or sixth rather you've got Hicks fully healthy which he wouldn't have been to start the season if it was back in March switch hitter with pop on both sides of the plate obviously you've got Voight hitting seventh you've got Urshela who's one of the best fielding third baseman and I also agree with you I think he can repeat some of his some of his offensive success from last year DJ LeMahieu uh, a, a hitting machine leading off and Glaber Torres an MVP candidate hitting third. This team is unbelievably stacked, loaded. You've got Clint Frazier, Mickey Andahar, Mike Ford, Mike Talkman off the bench. Uh, where is there a loophole in this team? Then you've got, like you said, Cole, the number one starting pitcher in baseball parallel to DeGrom. Then you have got Paxton, who figured it out and was one of the best pitchers in the second half last year, fully healthy from his back injury. Jay Happ's going to pitch better. He had a great first spring training, N2.0. They have Michael King, Clark Schmidt, Davey Garcia ready to come up and help out. Obviously, Monty, you talked about him hitting 95, 96 on the gun. Amazing. Tanaka, I'm so happy he's healthy, by the way, after that scare a couple weeks ago. He's going to come back probably towards the end of the second week. And he's going to be, you know, Mr. Constant, as we know. And then the bullpen, they'll weather the storm till Chapman's back, which is just the cherry on top. In the rotation, in the bullpen, and, in, and, on, the, and on the field, this team is as loaded and as deep as any team I can recall outside of what this Dodgers team is on, hmm. the, uh, on the other coast. Uh, I think I covered all the bases in Let's addition put a bow to your speech, it. man. Let's put a bow on it. Sean, are you in agreement with me? It's World Series or bust for this team. Uh, I, again, it's it's AL, it's AL championship or bust because we did gush a shit over the Dodgers. So it's like, it's not like the NL counterpart. If it's anybody other than the Dodgers, fuck yeah. But if they match up with the Dodgers, that that that's right up there. But it's AL or bust. I would definitely say that. Okay, fair enough. All right, so I'll go over it again. Baltimore, five. Red Sox, four. Toronto, three. Subject to change if they don't have a permanent home. Tampa Bay, Two and the Yankees number one winning the division. Flip flop Toronto and Boston for me three and four and uh, and we're good. All right, man. Uh, another division on the up and come here. The, this Central and West was tough for me when it came to the top couple teams. So I'm going to run down five through four for you. Royals five, Tigers four, Indians three, Twins two, and White Sox one. Ho ho ho! So you did with the White Sox what you did with the Reds. Yeah, man. Uh, the the thing that really stood out for me, and I heard it on um, MLB Network earlier today or yesterday or, or some point recently, was that the White Sox had a better record against 500 and above teams than the Twins did. The Twins really were bottom feeders last year. And I know they signed Donaldson, and I know Cruz is coming back, and they have a good team. But unless they can win against the good teams, they're not going to be great this year. So I hear you. Um, I have the Twins winning the division. I, I, I was not as ambitious with the White Sox as you were, although I, I was thinking about them putting two, putting them two for a little bit. Uh, I went Tigers five, Royals four, White Sox three, Indians two, mm. Minnesota one. Indians, in my opinion, are decimated, man. I mean, I know they still have a good starting staff with Clevenger and um, obviously – uh, Carrasco well, Clevenger, coming back and, and the well, other you guys. got Clevenger, Bieber, and uh, Plesac. I mean, that's a really good front three. No, I agree with that, but the bullpen is is not what it once was. 
Um, obviously, Andrew Miller moving on to the Cardinals. Their uh, their closer, what's his name? He's a Cody, Cody Allen's been Cody, gone. Cody Allen. Um, but I, I mean, you still have Lindor, you still have Ramirez, you still have Santana, but it just doesn't really do it for me. And I'm just, I'm really into into this Chicago White Sox team. I don't blame you for being really into them. I, I, uh, I like really their bullpen. I like their bullpen. I love their starting staff. I mean, obviously, Giolito had a breakout year. He could be a Cy Young candidate. Going out and getting Keuchel uh, on a nothing is great. And then you have a Rookie of the Year candidate, Michael Kopech, throwing 120 miles. No, man. Kopech's out for the year, buddy. Kopech's not pitching this year. He opted out. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Gio Gonzalez will be just fine. I don't know about that. Um, they also have uh, the other guy from uh, from the Nationals organization that came over, the the tall righty. Uh, give me his name in the in a second if you could pull that up. Dylan um, Cease? Huh? Dylan Cease? No. Lopez, I think it is. Oh, he, he's not that tall. He's 6'1". Ray, Ray well, I mean, he's Yeah, Ronaldo Lopez. That's it. He's a, he's a big righty, though, and he throws gas. Yeah, um, he's he's good as well, and then they have a go, good bullpen. Colome is a good closer. Shizik was a closer at one time in his career. Kelvin Herrera. I mean, I, I like their bullpen, but what I'm really interested in is their offense. Well, don't forget about them signing Edwin Ar- and Carnacion as well. Yeah, uh, he's gonna, he's going to be a big bat in the middle of that lineup. Um, you got Eloy Not to Jimenez. mention Yasmani Grandal. Yasmani Grandal uh, uh, on a nice four-year deal. You got Eloy Jimenez, one of the top young players in baseball. They really one, burst upon the listen, scene last let's, year. Let's just say this. They have one of the best offenses in baseball. I mean, they have Jose Abreu at first, Lurie Garcia at second, who is a speedster and can steal a lot of bases. Yon Moncada really coming into his own um, last year as a switch hitter, playing a really good defense at third base. Tim Anderson, I like him. I don't know about you. I like him. How can you not? Guy. He won the batting title last year, man. Yeah, and then like you mentioned, Eloy Jimenez. Nomar Mazar, who's got a lot of pop in right field, designated hitter Arn Carnacion. And then my wild card, my reason why they're finishing second. I don't even have them making the playoffs, by the way. But the reason why they're finishing second is Luis Robert. Yep, 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 absolutely. I was going to get to him as well. You beat me to the punch there. Good job by you. He's on my fantasy baseball team. My scouting department did a good job this year. Wait, did you say you didn't have the, the, you, the White Sox making the playoffs? Nope. You just said you had them winning the division. No. Oh, excuse me. I don't have the Twins yeah, making did. the playoffs. I'm sorry. I don't have the Twins making the playoffs. Right, right. But we're talking about the White Sox. These are the reasons you have them number one. You're right. Yeah, my bad. I, my I bad. Was, I, was, I, was I got excited about Luis Robert. Like, no. I wanted to humble brag that I have him on my fantasy team that nobody cares about. No, was, nobody cares about. You should know that by now. Um, yeah, I mean, all those reasons are the reasons to be excited. They, they have a shit ton of potential, and I think – 2021 is going to be the year where you really see them burst upon the scene, you know, less, with a lesser Cleveland, and we'll see about Minnesota. I, I, I'm not that ambitious. I still think Cleveland's really good with because of that starting staff. You've got a top, you know, three player in, in Lindor. You've got obviously Ramirez still. You've got Santana. They've got some prospects out in the outfield that can hit. I, I don't think this team is really still that bad. And I do think in a 60-game sprint, again, which is where we're trying to really look at this, uh, 
I think that they can still make make enough moves to be competitive. Remember, they really didn't miss the playoffs by that much last year. Minnesota, for me, is still number one. I mean, they won the division last year, and I get it. They beat a lot of shit teams. But they're going to still get to play a lot of Tigers, still a lot of the Royals, and they're going to get to play a lot of the Pirates, you know, and the Brewers, who we don't think are going to be that great. So I still got them winning the division. I don't think any time you bring in a Josh Donaldson, you get worse. Um, again, I don't think they're built for postseason success because of their pitching issues. They weren't able to go out and get a premier frontline starter like they desperately needed. Um, I do not but like, I still their like pitching, them enough to win the division. Except for Berrios. Yep, Berrios. And, um, you know, it, it's you, you can win games on offense, though, in the regular season. I will season. say one thing. Michael Pineda, pretty decent golfer. He played in that AAC championship, and he did pretty well. Oh, did he really? Yep, absolutely he did. All right. Finished in the top 20. I can respect. So yeah, anyway, I, mean, that's where... I, I like this team's offense, don't get me wrong. I mean, Mitch Garver is a top-five catcher probably in baseball, right? Oh, for sure. Sano being able to slide over to his position that he should be playing at first base, and then obviously you have Polanco oh, yeah, and Polanco, Rosario yeah. who emerged. I think he finished third in MVP last year. Yeah, Max Kepler. Kepler, who made an all-star team. Byron Buxton, another guy on my fantasy team, if he can just fucking put it all together, for God's sake. I like the team. I just I, I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid on Chicago. I don't blame you. They're they're an exciting team, and we haven't talked about the White Sox being a playoff team in a while. I mean, when we glossed over our divisions the last few years, I mean they were the team we hardly talked about, other than some prospects that we liked. But I still don't know if they're there yet. Uh, and I like the Twins um, again, not for a sustained postseason run, but definitely to to, to get through a sixty game regular season. All right, so we really don't have to talk about the bottom three. Or You talked about the Indians. We don't have to talk about the bottom two teams. So I have the Royals, the Tigers, the Indians, the Twins, and the White Sox winning the division. One thing I want to see with the Tigers is I want to see some of their young players come up, and I want to see Casey Mize pitch this year because he's a hot rookie of the year candidate. I know guess they who's got him on him. his fantasy baseball team. I know it's you, and guess who, again, doesn't care. But Casey Mize... This is a 12-man league, and I'm reigning champion, so show a little (laughs) respect. And yes, I did trade, I don't like to use the word R-A-P-E, but in this sense, it's just talking about a trade, so let's get over it. I did for Mike Trout. I did. All right. Now, let me ask you this. Your former boy, Michael Fulmer, what is he? I don't know. I I think I'd have to see, I, I'd have to see him pitch to really tell you if he's a if he's a back end starter, if he's become a bullpen guy, or if he's still got the front line stuff. I mean, he's been out for like two years. It's it's tough. It's a tough run. Um, I mean, they have they have better campaign. pitching. Matt Boyd, another guy on my fantasy team. Um, they obviously have Casey Mize, and then another guy. His name slips me coming up. So they have guys to, to slide in front of Fulmer. It'll be interesting to see what he can do. Because that guy, I, am, I mean, he was a Cy Young candidate a few years ago, made an all-star team throwing gas. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, I am excited about watching Casey Mize. Uh, I think that they're going to sell high as high as they possibly can on, on Boyd. I, don't think I think they've been reluctant to move him before. But knowing just what this season is and the market for starting pitching by teams who think they're in it, because Lord knows the Tigers won't be come August 31st. Um, 
if they can get a nice haul for him, I think he's gone. Yeah, I could abs- I could see that happening because there was a lot of chatter about that last trade deadline. There was, uh, you know, a lefty who throws gas gets a gets a lot of ground balls, but you know, a, a little higher ERA for some people's liking. But for the Royals, somebody who's a Kansas City Royals fan, please call me up or call you up, tweet at us, email us, let us know why we really need to watch Kansas City Royals games. Just to watch, um, what's his name, Jorge Polanco hit home runs. Not Jorge Polanco. He's What's his the, name? You're talking about Jorge Soler? Jorge Soler, excuse me. Maybe him hit yeah. home runs, that's it. And Salvador Perez always deserves respect for being a top catcher uh, of the last, really, 10 years. Um, and he's a consummate pro. Other than that, I saw Jacob Junis, who I think is their freaking number one. Whit Merrifield. Uh, he's already out. Yeah, Whit Merrifield. But again, like he's like a DJ LeMahieu type. Like You're really watching games for that. Like He's a guy who should get moved. Uh, I know they've said they're going to commit to him, and he's playing outfield now because you've got uh, you got Mondesi playing second base. But I- I'm not I'm not sure uh, at all why why this team's exciting because of the rest of the team. So I got Minnesota winning with Cleveland uh, coming in second and being one of my wild card teams. White Sox three, Royals four, Tigers five. All right, let's move on to the N- to the excuse me the AL West. This was a tough one for me. What about you? Yeah, th- yeah. This one was. Uh, this one made me do a, a little bit of thinking. So, uh, give me your five through one. Rangers five, Seattle four. You could flip flop those two. Anaheim Angels three, Oakland Athletics two, and unfortunately, the Houston Astros are going to be number one. They may just round the bases from just from getting hit by pitches. Um, Yo, do you see they had they, they were three of their guys, Altuve, Springer, and I forget who else. I think it was Brightman in a game against the Royals yesterday got hit. It's great. Nice. Even in preseason, great. Fucking I love, love it. it. But, yeah, that that's my five. What do you say? Yeah, I went Seattle five. I, I just don't see really any talent on this team aside from Kalinic, who's not really close to coming up. I mean, obviously they got, uh, uh, I think it's uh, Vanderbach or something, uh, who was an all-star last year. He, he's a lefty with pop. Um, other than that, I don't know. This, team's, this team leaves a lot to be desired. I have the Angels fourth. I'm sorry, Mike Trout, even with Anthony Rendon. You need more pitching. You don't have it. Joe Adele, who's one of the top prospects in baseball. I know he's not starting the season with a big club, but I hope to see him come up. Shohei Itani, another draw, and I'm naming these names, and I should be, you should be yelling at me, Sean, put them number three at least. I can't do it because I still don't think the rest of the team is very good at all. I got Texas three. I got Oakland two. And with you, unfortunately, Houston, they still are the best team in this division. As long as everybody can stay healthy, you told me three guys got hit just yesterday in an exhibition game, Houston's going to take this one. Even with losing Garrett Cole, you can slide Lance McCullers in there. Not that I'm comparing the two, but they still have a very good starting staff. You have a Granky down there. I guess I'm talking about Houston first now, so we might as well keep going. Go uh, for it. And then, I mean, they've got a lot of proven players around the field. I mean, Jordan Alvarez, He did he win Rookie of the Year last year? He came damn near close. Damn near close. Um, the guy hit a bunch of bombs, got a lot of pop out of right field. Obviously, you know the rest of the team. Brantley in left, Springer in center, Bregman third, Correa short, El Tuve, fuck them all. Curiel, I know. Yeah, fuck, fuck them, them all. all they're, right. they're the best team. I mean, it, it just is what it is. 
they are the best team, but Oakland's close. Uh, I'm really fucking pissed that the Astros are going to get the world's biggest pass from having no fans in the stadium and having us deal with so many more big-picture problems Mm -hmm. in 2020 than throwing baseballs at a team that cheated with sign-stealing. Because just with our whole social injustice, police brutality, COVID pandemic, it just doesn't seem as important. But I still fucking hate them. I couldn't have put it better myself, my friend. Let's talk about a team that's a lot more fun, and that's the Oakland Athletics. I like this team's starting staff. I like their bullpen. They always seem to have a decent bullpen. And and I just, uh, their lineup is very strong. Their lineup is really strong. They're really dynamic uh, all across the field. And shit, they've been a wild card team the last two years. Simeon finished second in MVP last year. There, he had a great year. Now it's time to see if that was for real or yeah, if that yeah. was an, a, you know, an anomaly. But either way, you're, you've still got Chapman and you've got Olsen. I mean, you've got... Uh, who, who's the, the center fielder Ramon with the Loriano? Ramon Laurel. Who can hit as well, Laureano, rather. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just think of him for his arm. Um, Chris Davis. This, Crush Davis. Crush Davis. The real Crush Davis. Yeah, not the... Baltimore uh, wishes they had him. Yeah. Uh, this team's real good. And like you said, the rotation's strong. You got a Sean Manea. I like Liam Hendricks, who's a, who's a flamethrower. Good closer. closer for him. Yeah, uh, you got A.J. Puck, who was shut down with his shoulder. Um, and I don't know if he's going to come back, but if he, if he can make an impact like he did last year, uh, holy shit. Cause he's I mean, one of yeah, the they've only thrown him on the 10-day DL so far, but you never know how that goes. No, you, you never know. Uh, I just I really like this team, and they just seem to always play over their heads. And you forgot you know, to mention another pitcher, Jesus Lazardo, who is plus – Oh, about 400 to win Rookie of the Year. Yeah, I, I want to see what he is. I, I think he's just going to add add to that add to that rotation. I I, I I can't put them, you know, that high knowing that it's a rookie trying to make a huge impact. But I mean, he's an exciting. He's going to be must watch TV for sure. Absolutely. And then for three for me, I just have the Angels because I think they're better than Seattle and Texas. I know Texas went out and got Kluber. Um, and they got Gibson from from Minnesota. But I, first of all, I don't see Santana, the center fielder, hitting 28 bombs again, especially in the new ballpark, which I watched almost a full exhibition of them, and that park is vast. Um, I know Gallo's there, and he can hit a home run out of a fucking, like, the biggest, I don't even know, name the biggest field ever. He could go dead center in the polo grounds. But, I mean, aside from that, I really – I. Elvis Andrews doesn't do it for me. Todd Frazier, they decided to put him at first base. He doesn't do it for me. Um, the experiment of Greg Bird didn't work out too well for them. But I, I just don't see it. Yeah, you got the line under Shields, who's a nice player. I, I'm with you. It, they're not a great team, but I have them as my third just because I do think Corey Kluber is better than any pitcher that the Angels possess, including Otani, who's only going to pitch once a week. I think Otani is probably going to make 10 to 11 starts, and I think he's going to win a lot of them, and I also think he's going to have a great year at the plate. Um, I really like the addition of Rendon. Obviously, you mentioned Adele, and then they have the best player in baseball on their team. And and they have a few other pieces, Cole Calhoun, Andleton Simmons. Cole Um, Calhoun's gone. He's no longer with them. 
But they they do have Andrew Elton Simmons. What team is um, he on now? What the fuck? I can't remember, but I know he left in free agency. Uh, I could care less. <laughs> well, well, the, the other thing, the the Angels are looking for historic numbers this year because Pujols is rising up the RBI ranks, total bases ranks. Trout's looking for his 300th home run. So they're looking at a little history, and I think that they can make some noise at least early to start. You know, you, you make you make good points. I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it this way. I think the Rangers will be the slightly better team, but the Angels will be the much more fun team. Okay. Just rank them ahead for me, will you? <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I still think the Rangers are better. But All right, we'll see at the end of the year. So I'm going to go down 5-1, to one. Rangers 5, Seattle 4. You can flip-flop those. I don't give a shit. Angels 3, Athletics 2, Houston 1. Sean? Yep, Seattle, L.A., Texas, Oakland, Houston. All right, so why don't we go over our division winners. Um, I have the Yankees, the White Sox, the Houston Astros, and then I have the Rays and the Athletics as my wild card teams. Those are the playoff teams. Ah, doing a little repeat of the 2019 wild card game. Mm-hmm. Um, will this one be in Oakland like last year or in, uh, or in the Trop? No, I have it at the Trop this year. I like it. Yeah, I think Tampa will have a better record. Um, yeah, I went Yanks. I went Twins. I went Houston for my division winners. I went Tampa Bay and Cleveland um, for, for my two wildcard teams. Um, I'll give you my playoff uh, format real fast in the AL. So I got my wildcard game between Cleveland and So you don't and have the Athletics making the playoffs? I don't. Nope. Well, they seem to make the playoffs like every three years, so that's fair enough. <laughs> They've made it two in a row, though. So True. They're, they're going for a lucky three. Yeah, I don't have Oakland this year. Uh, again, I'm high on Cleveland. Uh, you know, not to be a, a juggernaut by any stretch. I didn't pick them to win a division, but I'm still high on them. I love Lindor and I, and I love that front three in their rotation. Um, so I'm going Cleveland and Tampa for the wild card game with Tampa winning. And then, shit, man, for a division series, you've got to raise Yankees. That's really fucking tough for the Yankees who are going to win this division, but I think they'll win that. For my second division uh, series, I got Houston against Minnesota. With Minnesota beating Houston, actually, went with a little upset there. Um, I don't know how much Verlander and some of those starters, like a Granky and a McCullers, are going to have left in the tank. Maybe, maybe Minnesota wins just bashing them to death. Who knows? And I fucking hate the Astros. So I went Yankees, Twins, LCS, and if it's a Yankees, Twins matchup, we know how that goes. Absolutely. So I'm guessing you have the Yankees going on to the World Series. Correct. I have, I didn't do a whole bracket, I have the Yankees against Houston Houston in the CS, I have the Yankees exacting revenge on Houston, I guess you could call it that, fuck those guys, they're not going to be cheating this year, and I have the Yankees moving on to the World Series, both of us have them facing the Dodgers of Los Angeles, Sean, before we go on to individual awards, who is your World Series champion for this 2020 60 game shortened COVID season? With no asterisks in my book, by the way. No asterisk in mine either. We discussed this last time. Anybody that does that, you know, keep that asterisk to yourself because this is really fucking ridiculous and it's it means more with, with being sports deprived for four months. Um, this one was really hard for me, man. It really was a brutal one. I, I think these teams are so evenly matched because of just everything about them. I went with the Yanks. Nice. I went. With, I went with the Yanks because of Garrett Cole, and there's no other reason. They have the best pitcher out of the two teams. 
no matter how great Walker Bueller is, and obviously you got Kershaw, and you got Urias, and you've got Wood, you don't. They don't have Garrett Cole, and the Yankees do, and that's going to be the difference. Yeah, man, I'm on the same page with you. I took the Yankees too. I just think that goes to show our expectations. So both you and I have the Yankees winning the World Series. That would be a great way to um, go into the winter months of 2020. I'd be really happy with that, given the start of this year. I I still can't believe we're almost in August, and this year is, what, about halfway over? It's halfway over, man. Um, We're already past the halfway point. Yeah, we are. I know. Uh, It's crazy to think about. Another quick prediction at least for me, I want to get your thought on it before we give our our uh, award winners here. We got an August 31st trade deadline. I don't know if in the history of the trade deadline we'll see a more active day leading up to that 4 o'clock, I think it is, deadline. Because there are going to be teams that fall out of it so fast with absolutely no chance to even overthink their standing here. The only way that changes is if they go to a sixteen games, a sixteen team uh, expanded wild, expanded wild card format. Unless that happens, teams are going to be selling like crazy because teams are losing money like crazy. And the smaller market teams are going to try to sell off every asset they have, and there's going to be about six or seven teams out of the ten that think that they have a legitimate shot to win a World Series, and they will be making moves. And again, that favors teams like the Yankees and Dodgers because they have the most depth to trade from to get that last piece they might need if injuries come up or anything else. So look for a crazy trade deadline August 31st. Very interesting. I agree with you. I'd be interested to see if the Yankees can put together a package around Clint Frazier to maybe uh, get a bona fide sure thing left fielder. Bonafide sure thing left fielder? How about even just like an even better number two? I mean, maybe something that you thought Seve was going to be if he was yeah. healthy this year. Because you, you're going in with Cole, Paxton, Tanaka. That's fucking great. But if you can get one more sure thing, I mean, holy shit, that really, really changes the dynamics. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. That would be nice as well. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. It's definitely a luxury that, that you want to have to where you look around the roster and you say you're good at almost all positions. The only one I could really pick out was left field. Yeah, I mean, because you got Guardy, but we but we saw what Talkman was able to do, right? You got yeah, I agree with you, but if you, if, you could, if you could go out and get a guy that's that's more of a proven thing and a sure thing, I, I, I can't figure one out off the top of my head, but... You know, if you can go out and get a Merrifield to play left field, I think that'd be great. I think so too. I think so too, and and I don't I don't doubt that Cashman will be doing his due diligence to upgrade the roster at any point. Um, I'm just excited as hell about this, man. So why don't you give me your um, rookie of the year, your Cy Young, and your MVP for the National League, since that's where we started this whole thing. All right, we'll start off with Rookie of the Year and work our way up. We're doing National League Rookie of the Year. I kind of went chalk here. Um, I invested in a lot of his rookie cards, so I'm hoping he does well. And that's Gavin Lux. I did the same. Yeah, I think, I mean, one, the spotlight's going to be on the Dodgers. They're constantly going to be watching. There's not too much pressure on him because he has such a great lineup around him. And I just think this kid's got all the tools to be great. 
Yeah, I, he's been one of the top prospects in baseball for a reason. And he's starting the season in their alternate spring training site just to continue to work on it because he came into summer camp late. Um, but it won't be long before he's up, and obviously he's going to be a, a focal point of that lineup. He's going to be starting at second base within two weeks. Totally. So following that, I have my Cy Young. Um, following a World Series MVP, I have Steven Strasburg. This guy is a type of pitcher where he can go on a tear and not lose 10 to 12 games in a row. And I think he's going to get hot, and I think he's going to win a lot of baseball games for the Washington Nationals and pitch really well. He seemed to really figure shit out, uh, throwing his changeup more and pitching you know, the stretch exclusively, I think, you know, helped him a lot with his arm angle and, and not, not putting more stress on that elbow. I went Jack Flaherty of St. Louis, who's going to start opening day for them. He's the youngest starting pitcher, I think, since 86 or 87 for the Cardinals to start an opening day. And um, I love everything about this kid, and I think he's going to be a main reason why the Cardinals are able to get one of those two wild card spots because he's just a horse, and he's got about as electric a stuff as there is in the game. Yeah, he's filthy. I think he's going to be a Cy Young candidate for the next 10 years. Moving on, MVP, I have Ronald Acuna. Ha-ha, <laughs> beautiful, man. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I believe I said I'd trade Judge for him. To Will and took, you. Yeah, and, and I, I think, said you were crazy, but... And I, I'm going to back him. my shit up. I think he's going to have probably 30-30 year, maybe even... Well, no, not this year. 30-30. Projected, projected over 162, obviously. Yeah, sure, sure. Um, I think he's going to have a 20-20 year for sure. That That's more doable. I, I, I he's, he's a 5 tool player. Uh, and and I I've absolutely loved him. I I, I still wouldn't trade him for Judge, um, but I, I that doesn't diminish how I feel about Ronald Acuna Jr. He's an absolute stud. All right, so let's move on to uh, to our league on the other side. Rookie of the year, my guy. He's been compared to Trout. The White Sox already gave him a six-year deal, so he hasn't played a single major league baseball game yet. They have a lot of confidence in him. Luis Robert. So far, we're pretty boring. I went Luis Robert as well. How could you give a guy a six-year deal if you don't think he's going to be an absolute, you know, he's going to be a phenom. And the White Sox are kind of have a couple of those guys, a couple of the guys of that ilk. So why not? All right, Cy Young Award. So you're in lockstep with me. So far, I think, aside from Flaherty, we're all the same. But I have, as my Cy Young Award winner last year, he was beat out by his teammate. The Yankees gave him a boatload of money to go out there and be the best pitcher in baseball. I believe that he will be. I'm putting as many expectations on this team as I possibly can. I am going with Garrett Cole. Yeah, he's the consensus favorite, right? And and there's really no reason to go against him, other than the fact that I think there's a guy that pitches in his same division who might have just as good a year. And he's going to be your main reason why the Tampa Bay Rays are a wild card team and as good as they are, and that's Tyra Glass now. I fucking love this kid. I love his stuff, and I think he's going to have an unbelievable season. We know the Rays can churn out some Cy Young Award winners. We saw Snell do it two years ago. So I'm actually going against Chalk here. I'm going to go Tyra Glass now to win the Cy Young in the AL. Okay, all right. So for fi- finally my MVP of the AL. I think, like I said earlier, he's going to start 11 games probably. He's probably going to win, in my opinion. That's why I haven't picked him as, picked him as the MVP. He's probably going to win 9 or 10 of them. I also think he's going to hit close to 20 bombs this year, and he's going to have a really good average. Shohei Otani is going to win my MVP. 
I like that. I mean, he very well could do that. Very right? close and second, DJ LeMahieu. I think he's going to hit close to 400 this year. So I like that you put Otani there because I think he's the most exciting player in baseball, and I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, shit, man, if the Angels can find their, their way into kind of postseason contention, we know what Trout's going to be. I mean, we should probably use him like we do with LeBron every year. Is like you just put him as the MVP. It's lazy, it's boring, but it's because he is the best player in baseball. So I like the yep. fact that you went with Otani there. I actually went with Glaber Torres. I think oh, that, I love it. You know, we, we talk about Judge and Stanton and Sanchez so much, and I don't think anybody overlooks Torres, especially not Yankee fans. But I do think he unbelievably can still get lost in the shuffle a little bit. This guy hit 37 bombs last year. He pl- he's going to be playing shortstop exclusively. I-, I absolutely love Glaber Torres, as you do as well. And I think he's got MVP, you know, caliber season written all over him through the rest of his career. Why not start in the 60-game sprint? I love it, man. I put pressure on Cole with the Cy Young, with the Cy Young nod, and you did it with with Glaber. So our Yankees better win a World Series. They fucking better, man. And again, if they play the Dodgers. That's Don't really pussyfoot around this match. shit. I, that hey. Sean said that, not me. Yankees. I said that. I expect a World Series or bust. AL AL pennant or bust for me, unless they play anyone other than the Dodgers. Then it's fucking all out for me. All right, man. I don't think that's pussyfooting. I think that's us sticking to our guns talking about those two teams. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I that think about we did wraps it. up the season. We did it. We did it, baby. All right. We'll be back probably later in this week, maybe early next week, to talk all other sports as well as pop culture, this country is burning to the ground, and whatever else you want to talk about. Oh, there's a lot to talk about. And we'll have a couple of baseball games to even break down. Uh, I can't wait, man. Listen. Oh, it's going to be great. Enjoy opening day. You too, friend. Are you going to be watching it with French? Uh, probably, yeah. All right, you two, give him a kiss for me. Cuddle up. No, no, we're not doing that. It's COVID times. Give, listen, you two have been doing more than kissing pre-COVID and post. Give him a kiss for me. <laughs> Cuddle up, you know, have you your, have your cocktail. Do you want to uh, come over? You want to come over and, and you can give him a kiss yourself? <laughs> I can't. Uh, it's COVID times. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Have fun, and uh, everybody. Such, you're such a clown. Everybody else, happy baseball. We'll be next time we're we're on. It'll probably be a little basketball preview, so we'll be saying happy basketball. But today it is happy baseball. I am excited to have it back. I am just as excited, baby. Let's do this thing. I'll talk to you soon, man. Yes, sir. Go Yankees. Go Yanks.